0: Well, that's how you feel right now. You could be out golfing right now, but instead you're in here talking with us. No, well, this is where I probably
1: shouldn't listen to
2: <laughs> Welcome to Talkin' Truth, the podcast that brings together conservative pastor Brian Clark and famous comedian Dan Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy.
1: You're an idiot, just like a lot of us.
2: they will be talking Truth about the Bible and life. Now, let's join Brian for today's look at God's Word, followed by conversation and a little fun with Brian, Dan, and today's guest, Pastor Nat Crawford. Now, here's Brian.
3: If your relationship with God was compared to a tandem bicycle, who does most of the steering, you or God? As people made in the image of God, we tend to think we can be God. It's something we all struggle with. This was a major theme we talked about in Genesis 1 through 11. When you insist on steering the bicycle, it usually spells trouble. Your intentions may be good. You're wanting to travel down the right road. What you want is good. You want a life of joy and happiness, a life of meaning and purpose. You want your life to truly matter. That's what God wants for you, too. But the real question is whether you believe you are better equipped to steer the bike or is God better equipped to get you there? This is the lesson Abraham is learning. It's better to let God steer. In chapter 12, Abraham failed to trust God and got himself into a mess in Egypt. God graciously rescued Abraham and Sarah and Abraham is slowly learning to let God steer. God was blessing Abraham as he promised he would and he has become very rich. As a matter of fact, Abraham and his nephew Lot became so rich in livestock, they couldn't continue to live in the same area together. Lot has been with his uncle Abraham all along, but up to this point has not been a factor in the previous stories. Now he emerges as a main character in chapter 13. Abraham was the elder, and as such had the rights to the land. He could have just sent Lot away. After all, the land wasn't promised to Lot. But Abraham trusted God. He would offer Lot whatever land he wanted. Abraham believed God would take care of him and provide for his needs. This is really the first time we get a glimpse into the heart of Lot. Lot was exposed to the riches of Egypt when he traveled there with his uncle Abraham. Sadly, Lot had adopted the values of Egypt. Abraham may have got Lot out of Egypt, but he was not able to get Egypt out of Lot. Lot considered the land Abraham offered and chose the best for himself. He even stated that he chose what he did because it reminded him of Egypt. Lot was determined to steer his own bicycle and seek after the values of this world, thinking that would make him happy. Abraham had learned to let God steer the bike. He trusted God. Lot may have taken the best land, but God was blessing Abraham. Everything Lot really wanted, God gave to Abraham and more. As hard as it is to learn, selfishness never really delivers the life we long for. I can't steer the bike better than God. It feels like trouble is brewing for Lot. Choices have consequences, as we'll see in the following chapters. On the other hand, Abraham will experience more and more of the blessings of God as he learns to trust God and let him steer the bike. For now, consider this. When I don't trust God, I insist on steering the bike. Like Lot, I convince myself that life would be better with me in charge. That makes me selfish. Think about how different life could be if we would let God steer. What if I truly trusted God with my life? So I wouldn't have to be so selfish in my marriage. I could be more generous with my money. I could do a better job of serving others in my job. I could be a better father or mother. How might my life change if I really did think of others first and loving people like Jesus loved them? We're not just talking about trusting God in the big things of life. Faith is about trusting God with the most ordinary, everyday things that define our lives. It takes faith to let God steer the bike and take it where He wants it to go. It may not always be comfortable, but trust me, God will get you where your soul longs to go if you'll trust Him. Lot thought he was choosing the best for himself. We'll see how that works out for him. So let's bring in Dan and Nat, let's talk about this. So guys, why do you think we're so determined to steer the bicycle? Do we not trust God? It's not that we don't trust God, it's that we're, you know, well, I guess it is that we don't
1: trust God. You we're human we beings. God, yeah. Well, <laughs> we, well you know what I mean? That. I mean, we're human beings and it's hard, sometimes well, it's hard, sometimes you, when there's a situation You think you can do it yourself because you just don't have enough faith. You just don't take it at its word 100% of the time sometimes. And and then it gets you in trouble. And you go, man, I wish God, I wish I would have trusted him because I did the wrong thing. But I did not have enough faith. That's why I like the part where uh, God had to come in and rescue Abraham, I think back on my life, back in the times when I didn't really care and I was backslid and I thought everything, I had everything under control. But I look back on my life now and I think to myself, man, all those times that God saved me from something that I could have gotten in. I mean, seriously, you're thinking, man, I was doing this and I was doing that and I came through it Mm -hmm. completely unscathed. God was looking out for me, and he saved me from those situations. That's the only other thing. There's no luck involved in anything. God was looking out for me because he knew things that he had in store for me, and I didn't have enough faith or courage to do something. And I went there, thought I could do this myself and it could have been way worse than it was. But I look back on my life and I go, man, God really, really was looking out for me. Mm-hmm. So anytime I feel like God's not there, he doesn't care. i don't get an answer and I don't know what to do. I think about that. And I think about, you know what? I, there is a purpose. I am doing things that I should be doing now because God was looking out for me back then. He, just like Abraham, he pulled me out of so many situations that could have been so much worse. So when you really look back on your life and you're and you're trying to be faithful, and when you think to yourself, Well, I think I can do this on my own, just look back on your life mm-hmm. at all the things that you did and all the things that you got away from God and thought you could do it on your own, and just think, Wow. He really, really spared me from those um, consequences from doing this. I mean, it's amazing. Once you start really getting into the Bible and really understanding how much His love for you is... You'll start looking back on things and you'll start seeing through those glasses, the biblical glasses that when you read, you fine tune and you start to see the spiritual things so much clearer. Man, you really, it really boggles the mind how many situations where you thought you were in charge and you didn't need God and you didn't have enough faith and you're like, yeah, I'm sure God's there, but let me do this Someone, And then he had to pull you out of it. I mean, you really start to see that when you uh, get connected.
0: Oh, yeah. I think when you actually take a self-evaluation, you'll see God's thumbprint all over your life. It's really amazing. But, you know, when I think about this idea of a tandem bike and God being in charge, I, I reflect on my own life and how many times I've ripped the handlebars out of God's hand, as it were. And I wonder why. And
1: when I think Because you're about an idiot, story, just like a lot of us. Well, yeah. I mean, we're—
0: <laughs> we're a mess but you know it's like i think one of the biggest issues for us today and 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 let's face it adam and eve pride right there's this thing there's this compelling draw of to say i did it i did it my way i know better a lot of us will go to an expert they'll come into hey we're pastors how many times has someone come into our office ask for advice When they weren't really looking for advice, they wanted validation and an endorsement for what they're going to do. I'm sure, Dan, for you in your industry, people know who you are and they know that you're a master at your craft. And yet they've got the next best thing that they're going to try to convince you of how it needs to be adopted or changed or whatever. It's pride. But I think that once you get past that pride, I think another issue is the what-if factor. Think about Abraham, right? Go. Go to this land where i don't i mean there's just so mystery there's this great mystery and when god calls there is that question of where am i going what is this going to cost me going back to what you said it's not about you that's a huge reason why this notion of god in control is frankly so unpopular because it rips the culture's message it destroys it it's not about you it's about him do we really trust that god's ways are best no, because if we did, we would be consistently following in step. So it's it's hard.
3: Yeah, I think one of the things that's really common in our culture is people hide behind all their questions and kind of the intellectual thing that this isn't true or this isn't possible. Mm-hmm. But I think at the core is I want to be my own God. Mm-hmm. I want to steer my own bike. Don't right. tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. And people will come up with reasons why mm-hmm. i should be steering my own bike right but at the end of the day there's a consequence to that right
1: right well you know it's like uh, a lot of people say they're christians it, i guess it kind of you kind of say i heard somebody say this another time are you an acquaintance of jesus mm. or are you a follower mm. of jesus mm. an acquaintance of jesus knows all about the gospel and you know says they love jesus and you know they won't really follow Mm -hmm. I mean, they understand everything, and they know this, and understand there's one way to heaven. They're an acquaintance, but they're not a follower, and there's two different things. And I think that the followers of Jesus remain way more faithful than the
3: acquaintances (laughs) of Jesus. And I think, you know, I ask the question, do we not trust God? Mm -hmm. One of the things I've found helpful in my own life at a really practical level is— Every time I give in to temptation to wrestle with, it's because I don't trust him. Mm -hmm. There's a particular area of my life where I don't trust him, so I'm going to do it myself. Mm -hmm. And I found the honesty of that helps me face into, well, why don't I trust him? Why did I make that decision? And and helps me really wrestle with the deeper issue that I think is going on there. You think maybe
1: it's not that you don't – some people, it's not that they don't trust him – it's that they don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what? I know if I go there, God's going to take care of me, and, and I know it. But I don't want to go.
0: And that's a really great I question. don't want to
1: go. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to leave the comfort of where I'm at now, and I have all these friends, and I'm doing well here. But I know if I go... I'm going to be successful at it. I know God is going to help me through it. He's done it many times. I'll be honest. I don't want to go. Right. I don't want to change my life up at this point in time because everything is really nice here.
3: I think that's certainly true. But I think if you keep digging down, it's because I think I would be happier here. I would be happier doing it my own way. It's it's like I I don't trust God to deliver. And so I think my way's better.
0: Yeah, I you know as you're talking through that, Dan, it kind of reminded me. I don't know if you remember, um, you know, the C.S. Lewis book, The Line, the Witch, and the Wardrobe series. But there's that great quote that says, you know, Aslan is not safe, but he's good, but he's not safe. Right. And I think that hits on both points. Is that we know that God is good, He is trustworthy but he's not safe. He will radically transform your life. He will call you to places you never thought you'd ever uh, get to go and let alone want to go. But part of that issue too is wrestling with, well, why do I think that new call, that transformation, that new direction isn't the best for me? I mean, I think when you've talked about grace-based parenting and trying to dig underneath the surface of what's driving the behavior, it, it is exactly what you're talking about for us today as God's spiritual children, what's really at the heart of the issue. And when we take the time to do the inventory, to ask ourselves, what is it about God's character or about where he's calling me or about about the situation that is causing my rebellion? Once we begin to identify that what, we can start working out the how to become that faithful follower. But much like Abraham, much like Lot, we're all going to struggle. But thankfully, God's grace is sufficient, and he picks us up and gets us going again.
1: Absolutely. And then when you go, well, I don't want to do it, and then you go, okay, I'm going to do it. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. Right. I know I'll do a good job. Right. And then after you do it, you're like, man, I'm so glad I did that. Right. I'm so glad that this happened. And if I would not have done that, that wouldn't have happened. And then once you actually do do it and walk out on faith to do it, it's so much more gratifying. And then you look back on it and go, man, I'm so glad I listened to God because – Things are so much different now. And it's like, you know what I mean? It's
0: even better. Well, that's how you feel right now. You could be out golfing right now, but instead you're in here talking with us.
1: Well, this is where I probably shouldn't have listened to that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I guess the big question we leave with our listeners is who's steering the bicycle?
1: Absolutely. Let God steer the bike, man. Jesus Let take him- the
3: wheel.
2: It was great to have you with us for Talkin' Truth. Brian, Dan, and their guest Nat will be back next week. In the meantime, be sure to check out Brian's book, Ignite Your Faith. Ignite Your Faith explores the story of Abraham to help you discover what it means to take God at His word and move forward in faith. Order your copy at Talkin'Truth.com. That's Talk, letter N, truth.com.